Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince. Tom. It's season three! Season three! Season three! Google Gobble Season 3. Who accept us? Season, I, I, we're not on the same. I thought we were doing the same thing over and over. That's my bad. No, we can start. Okay. Can we cut this? Can oh, we cut? Can, can we cut start it. over? Director? All right. Three, two, one. Google Gobble. <laughs> oh, God. God we should yeah. be fired. We Just get rid of us. Guys, it's Season 3 of Friday Night Beers. You made Welcome. it. Welcome. If you have binged our show straight through in the last couple weeks, congratulations. You're caught up. And you probably live in Mexico. <laughs> yes, as we've learned recently. Shout out. Woo! Vince, I'm so happy to be here with you for another season. Well, Tom, I'm so happy to be here with Tom! you. Tom! <laughs> See, we're already doing crazy shit here. Yeah, the beer we're trying today is called Tom. Tom. <laughs> Which is what I call my co- He calls me uh, Vinch, and I call him Tom. My cousin Tom. So. And like a regular Tom, I am full of mystical knowledge that you can only acquire after a long journey. Oh, from that, uh, what, what is it called? I Gauntlet. Dark Gauntlet Legacy. Legends. <laughs> yeah. Gauntlet Legends is the one that I know. <laughs> yeah, I had, the, I had the Dark Legacy game on GameCube. It was fantastic. Oh. It's arcade-based medieval. <laughs> it's basically like... The NFL Blitz version of Lord of the Rings, that's kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. The reason I know Gauntlet Legends is because one of my good friends growing up, Michael Murphy, had a PlayStation 1, and that was one of the games that we would play while he told me about all the R-rated movies that he was allowed to watch. Meanwhile, I had to read a book to watch a PG movie. <laughs> Remember the Titans? Had to, I had, to, had to read a book for every I had movie? To read a, no, I had to read half of Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee as like a freaking 11 year old oh man to watch remember the titans what do the two have to do with each other nothing my dad was betting that i would like it so much that i would want to continue through this like 1300 page book and he said you want to keep reading don't you i said i sure don't and i've answered all the questions so i believe i get a blockbuster sunday as well (laughs) well vince we can unpack that in our next therapy session but right now (laughs) let's unpack tome so tome comes from the wonderful Half Acre Beer Company based right here in Chicago where we do this show. Now, Vince, I actually didn't realize this until we were setting up this episode. We did not do a single Half Acre Beer in Season 2, which is wild because we did three in Season 1. Okay. I'm sure you remember them well. Bodum. Episode 3 was Bodum. Then the other one would be Daisy Cutter. Episode 21. And then the last one has to be Loggertown. Loggertown Oktoberfest, episode 28. You've got so, a good memory. yeah, a little bit less than a year ago. Yeah, so now we're doing Tome, which is the third and final beer that is available year-round from Half Acre Beer Company. Let's hear a little bit more about Tome, Vince. I'd love to tell you a little bit more about Tome. Yeah, so it's from Half Acre Beer. We 5.5%. Right. An IPA. Right. right. So by IPA standards... Right dead in the middle. Their description, we've been developing versions of this beer for a while. You can find an intersection somewhere between On the Lawn, Smoking Gull, Tasty Waves, Smoking Daisy. Another arc in the Half Acre Roy G. Biv system. Its final compounds pop, all caps, 
with Citra Mosaic Idaho 7 and Centennial, but it's still tangled up in the horns of Original Pale Ale, a sweet and creamy core. This bond all held high by Yeast Haze Darling, London number three. Wow. Well, my ears are perked up at that description. That's funny because I felt like I just spoke in tongues. <laughs> well, yes, I, you could have been delivered a little bit more succinctly, but succinctly, I read straight as exactly what they said. I don't, I don't know what you want. Yeah. So what is the smoking gull? I I think that was more just an analogy. I mean, they mentioned smoking daisy as well. Like this is going to be a juicy hazy IPA. We've had we had quite a few on this show. Now, Vince, I don't think I've had Tome before. If I have, I don't remember. I have, absolutely. And you're not wrong. I'm excited to try it. Just a real quick reminder on who Half Acre is. Uh, They've been around since 2007. They're a huge part of the Chicago beer scene. And, you know, Daisy Cutter is maybe my all-time favorite beer. I loved Bodum. You you also loved Bodum as well. Dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over this. They talked about the Roy G. Biv system. I, I can't see any, like, Google is failing me. It's the rainbow colors. It's all the No, colors I, I get it, yeah. but, like, what is their specific Roy G. Biv system? It, it, again, there's not a whole lot on the website to, to work from, but, you know, what I can tell you is I'm pretty damn excited to try this beer, and I don't want to wait one more second. You're so. a half-acre apologist, so let's crack. Yeah, let's do it. Cheers to season three, Vince. To season three. Oh. Seven seasons and a movie. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Smells hazy. Smells real hazy, but it's going to taste hazy too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's exactly what I thought it was going to taste like. And you're a big hazy guy. I I love hazies. We've done a lot of them. You love all kinds of hazes, whether they be purple. Or purple or canned. (laughs) Put that on your LinkedIn. (laughs) So, Vince, uh, we're on season three, episode 92. Can you believe we've made it this far? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I guess I it's figured, not like climbing mountains. I Everest. figured we'd get like to maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty, maybe a thousand. I don't know that. Now that I'm not <laughs> sure of that, I could see unless we we figure some things out. No, the no, the only reason I bring it up is because it's a big deal uh, to make it to season three. A lot of shows don't make it to season three. That's right, and this is part of the beauty of we really have to thank our producers and our network for giving us the support. Is it wait? Are we on the network model or are we on the streaming model? I guess we come out every week. We're kind so. of on whatever we want because we own everything, we are the except, except apparently the logo. By the way, <laughs> if you're listening to this, maybe go harass the guys on Twitter who stole our art. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> who made a parody account before we made a regular account? Which is insane. Yeah, like to go through with that, just be like, ah, oh, yes, this will be great. I'll do yeah. this. Even though they don't actually have an account, no one will get it. Right. Whatever. Well, Vince, um, as far as what this tastes like, what, how is it hitting your palate at the moment? It's hitting it like a hazy, right? And what does that mean? So I think for a lot of people, we would talk about hops. We would talk about, you know, I think the haze comes from obviously not being able to see through the beer. Yeah. Right? It's sort of got some particles in there. But what do we do here on this podcast we break it down in a way that people can understand, even though we are... I don't know if you've noticed this, but we're becoming beer snobs as we do this. Yeah, and kind of, yes. Like I've, I've been in conversations and somebody's been like, yeah, it's pretty hoppy. And I'm like, I know exactly what that means now. <laughs> well, so, Vince... Um, shall I equate thee to? 
a refreshing, substance-filled experience. Go. A refreshing, substance-filled experience. <laughs> do not. Don't go dirty, Thomas. No, don't I'm go not, blue. I'm not going to do it. No, I'm going to go with something that's been top of mind for me lately. And you're going to hate me for doing it, but I'm going to go there. Is it refreshing? Is it substance-filled? Yes. Is it, it an experience? Yes, it is. And, it, you know, I had to go to the doctor because I got diagnosed with Cassian Andor fever, baby. That's right. We're going back to Star Wars. Andor! You haven't seen this show, have you? I didn't even know the show that it existed. <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you something about... Disney Plus's Andor, the best show of 2022. Okay, okay. That's right. I'm I'll be sorry. honest, because for a second, I thought you were going to say it's not very good. In much the way you said about Bubba Fett, the book of Bubba Fett. <laughs> no, no, good. no. Why do you people, and by you people, I mean you Star Wars fanatics, keep coming back for more? You're consistently whining and complaining about the new content and how it doesn't line up with the old content and how it's just regurgitated garbage and yet you keep consuming. Vince, this is exactly my point about Andor. You said refreshing, substance-filled, and an experience. Andor is the biggest breath of fresh air in the Star Wars universe since the Big Bang, okay? What? That's the Big Bang is not part of the Star Wars universe? No, no, it's part I'm, of our universe. I'm saying that it is changing the game in ways that I wasn't even sure was possible with Star Wars. How? It is shockingly mature. It addresses adult themes, well, not hold on. pornographic themes. The much maligned, the much maligned Star Wars Episode One was all about politics. No more mature you, theme you know, than see, that. See, but that was that was boring mature. This is a show that well, there what's was exciting mature. That's porn. No, you're see now you went dirty. I'm just saying that's what exciting mature is. I'm trying to explain this in a way that you can understand. Wow. So for those that for those who I'm being top explained. (laughs) Cassian Andor was a character in Rogue One, which is I thought it was a planet. No. Andor is not a planet. No, it's a man. He's a man. He's a man from the movie Rogue One. Rogue One is all about stealing the plans for the Death Star that lead to the events of a new hope, right? Because there's a throwaway line that's like, hey, you know, we got these plans from some people, but then Tony Gilroy, the god who directed Michael Clayton, said, well, what if we figured out how they got those plans for the Death Star? And that's all of Rogue One. So this actually follows one character from that movie set about three or four years before those events when he's just trying to get by. He's, He's frankly, he's kind of a nobody. But... He gets wrapped up in this whole rebellion scheme. And this is honestly like the most refreshing Star Wars content since probably the original films. Why? Because he's not like a chosen one. He's just a normal guy. Yeah, he's not part Oscar of Oscar Isaac was a normal guy. He's not that. part of a, you know, special magical family. He doesn't wield a lightsaber. He's not hanging around with a cute baby. He's, a, he's an adult who's worried about surviving, and gradually he comes to the conclusion that his life is worth risking for the greater good. And over the course of 12 episodes, it unfolds in such a great way. I, I love, love, love this show. And Vince, I kind of feel the same way about this beer. Well, I'm going to go with 
arguably a more niche but also very, very, very rabid following property. I'm going to go with Rick and Morty here. Oh, <laughs> you're just touching all my buttons today. Okay. <laughs> hand check. Hand check. They're up. They're up. You can't see, but they're up. Yeah. On program, that's an Android reference. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so this is Rick and Morty to me because the first episode that I watched of Rick and Morty, it's like a lot of... I've, for example, I've started watching the Blockbuster series on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I've been reading about this. Yeah. And I'll be 100% honest. Like, you can see through all the jokes. There's just, like, not a lot. But if you go back and you watch the first season of Parks and Recreation or the first season of The Office, yeah, they're not great. They take some time to gel. It takes some time for people to understand exactly what they actually prefer and like and want to see. So you have to give it a chance. And then there's like something like Modern Family that shows up and it's just like it knows what it is right away and it's good right away. Yeah. And Modern Family, in my opinion, showed up ready to play and then didn't get any better. Modern Family was the five foot eight kid in sixth grade who didn't grow. I was about on to the say, basketball Modern court. Family was the uh, RG3 of sitcoms. Well, we can get into RG3 here, but RG3 was hampered by coaches. Yeah. I don't know that. It's like, the best way I can describe that is it came ready to play, and then it just, like, kept that level, and it needed to go higher. Right. Rick and Morty is, like, it's like a phenom that showed up, and you know, like, oh, my God, this guy has it. It's good. It Right away, it knew what it was. Right away, it was incredibly smart. It had all of these, like... And you can just tell if you watch any of the bonus content. I think earlier, you and I were watching some bonus content on YouTube. And it's where Justin Roiland, one of the creators, is just hammered. And he's lamenting the fact that humanity is so fragile. I'm like, who thinks about that? But that is the way that they think about this show. And it's so crucial to making it both smart but hilariously raunchy and funny at the same time it is it was the most refreshing thing i had seen on tv it makes you think if you are paying attention substance filled and it's an experience vince we're boy is an experience we are on fire to start season three i'm i'm season three fucking torqued season i'm fully fucking torqued (laughs) i'm tiny rick yeah (laughs) all right guys this is a song by me tiny rick hey let me out of here i'm miserable summer help me your grandpa's in here and he's dying i'm dying i'm dying in a vat in the garage that's what it is yeah that's what it is vince uh real quick we're gonna transition into the glass okay but i want to hear your top three favorite rick and morty moments and and don't hold back because i've got plenty all right, so top three is tough, but uh, for me, a lot of people love interdimensional cable. Yes, I think that's a fun aside. That's a fun track for me. Yeah. It's all about the story here. One of my favorites is when they play with the time lapse, and Morty has to age wine. Oh yes, yeah, that I know this one. That's a fun one, and this entire. I'm Mr. Like, Nimbus. Yes, it's the Mr. Nimbus. <laughs> Mr. Nimbus is Season a five fun premiere. A story, yeah. right? Where he's like, he controls the police, the whole thing. Right. But then you have this B story that's arguably like more intriguing where 
Like Rick has opened a portal to a dimension yeah. where time moves at something like 10,000 times. Yeah, like every time he goes back for more wine, it's been like 100 years. Minutes have passed yeah. and it's been 100 years. Yeah. And you watch this entire culture develop around this mythical boy who just shows up. <laughs> for wine. <laughs> and like shows up and ruins everything. Yeah, and it keeps on like flipping where like they don't believe that he's coming, but then they do. And, and then like, he comes yeah. and then he's, it's like, right. it's a back and forth. It's like, it's a really, really intelligent commentary um in my opinion religion absolutely <laughs> but so that's that's, that's probably number three number two for me is the, is the me seeks i'm mr me seeks look at me mr me seeks when they tell jerry not to not to mess with the me seeks and then he does and he asks them to take, take a, swing a stroke off of his golf game and it just causes absolute chaos because he is yeah. he just is a blunder after blunder. And it turns out that that's way more difficult than Beth becoming a complete woman over one lunch. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I want to be a more complete woman. And like the me seeks is just like holding her hand, just like being emotionally available for her. Yes. And Jerry's just like, come on, guys, I can't figure this out. And then I think number one for me is the episode... In which they're invaded by a parasite that takes on fictional characters yes. and feeds off of their imaginations. So Sleepy that's Gary. That's number one. That's for me. one of my top three as well. So it's so unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's making fun of like sitcom clip shows, but also like it's telling this very complex story where like they're trying to figure out like who's real and who isn't. And there's so many like Sleepy Gary. Uh, Pencil Vester, uh, Aberdorf Dinkler. <laughs> Aberdorf Linkler is, but he's real though. He's the only real one that's in. Oh, and that's where they introduce Mr. Poopy Butthole, which yeah. is the best punchline of the whole thing. Is like he's just like introduced in the beginning as a like a, a longtime family friend, which and, all of them are, by the way. Yeah, and then so at the end of the episode, he's the only one standing. They shoot him, and he like is actually bleeding out. And then he goes to the hospital. Right. Well, well, so that's that's the thing. Is right. spoilers for you who haven't watched, but right. I still recommend watching this right. episode either way. What these parasites do is yeah. they create false memories, but they can only create happy memories, and that's how they can tell who's real. Is do you have a bad memory of yeah. the person? So then they start remembering all the bad stuff. Yes. Yeah. And that's when when Beth tries to remember if Mister Poopy Butthole is real because he sure seems fake. She can't. And I have no negative memories of you, Mr. Poopy Butthole. And then she shoots him and he's real. <laughs> he's Turns not, out he's just a great guy. <laughs> he's, not, he's not ready to see you, but he did want me to deliver this message. Sorry that you he's, don't have any bad memories of me. <laughs> it's such a... I, this is so getting weird. very deep here. This is we're getting to a point where if you haven't watched Rick and Morty, you're not going to well, enjoy this episode. You know what? That's fine because I've got two more for you. Yeah. So that's in my top three. Number two for me is the Vat of Acid episode. Oh yeah, that's a good one. So this is an episode that is built around the concept of Rick trying to teach Morty a lesson about <laughs> trying to outsmart him. Right. Basically, saying like. At the beginning, Rick has this plan to fall into a vat of acid that doesn't go well. 
he's like, wow, geez, you're running out of good ideas, which is like kind of a meta commentary on the, the show itself. Later, Rick invents a pause button for Morty so he can live his life and basically just like treat it like a video game. Unbeknownst to Morty, he's actually killing other versions of himself in other universes and replacing his dead corpse yeah, yeah, with he, himself. Like, yeah, and, and other people. Like, yeah. Everything that he's doing is actually happening. So he's doing terrible things. Right. And and the best part about it is there's this whole stretch which is done in silent dialogue. It's basically yeah. it, it's a callback to the start of Up. Yeah. He falls in love with this woman and they have a relationship and they go, they get into a plane crash and they have to survive in the mountains. It gets to the point where they survive the mountain plane crash, but then Jerry like accidentally uses the remote that he has instead of the TV (laughs) remote and it resets it all. So Morty is just like, you know, devastated about this. And it's just so fucking funny that they took this joke like impossibly far. Yeah. Kind of like Family Guy-esque. So then there's that. But still my all-time favorite ever is the the heist one. Heist is good. <laughs> heist you son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. You son Truculous. of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So. That's a good one. There's so many good ones. This is the problem. It's like choosing right. your favorite kid. Well, you know, to, to thematically tie this together, like, I picked this beer. I knew I was going to love it. We kind of ended up on some topics that I happen to love, but yeah, you also true. love them as well. So, well, I, I mean, I don't love Star Wars to the level that you do, right? But, I appreciate it, but our, but I feel like you and I started on this hazy IPA journey together. Yeah, we did. I think the first one we did was a hazy. Take the by the ticket, take the ride was yeah. a hazy, right? So we've kind of grown up uh, on hazies on this show. Yeah, we've grown up on hazies on the show, and. Not to like make this whatever, we'll make it a full Rick and Morty episode. I mean, that's a huge portion of Rick and Morty, too, is they don't leave the characters. The characters aren't one dimensional. Family Guy, those characters never change. Yeah. In Rick and Morty, they start to actually grapple with the psychology of like what they need, why they are doing what they do. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Number one is Pickle Rick. Bump everything else back. Pickle Rick is the greatest. Pickle Rick! Dad, why would you do that? Why would you turn yourself into a pickle? Yeah. Uh, because I can? <laughs> That's the only episode where the fact that it turned into a lesson about therapy, I actually appreciated. And Susan Sarandon <laughs> is the Asian therapist. All I can tell you is this, Vince. Uh, I'm having a great time with this beer. I don't think I've ever had a bad time with Tom, truthfully. Yeah. Well, what score are we giving this uh, one? The first one of season three. First one of season three. I know we've had a really good time, but... I can't go any higher than three. And part of that's symbolic. And the wow. other part is just, it's right in the middle. It's enjoyable. Having a good time. You're starting to give me some uh, Gumball Head vibes. Like <laughs> no, 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 no. This is significantly better than Gumball Head. I, did I give Gumball Head a three? I you thought gave I gave Gumball like a Head two. a 2.85. Yeah, and I wanted to go lower, but I felt bad because you loved it so much. 2.75, yeah. and I bumped it up to a 2.85. I do remember that. <laughs> All right, so you're giving this a three. Yeah. I'm going to be way more generous. I'm giving this a 4.25. I mean... Dude, Half Acre could shit in a glass and you'd give it a four. Probably. I'm a big fan <laughs> of Half Acre. I, listen, I acknowledge my, my biases. I wear them proudly on my sleeve. And, you know, I could do a, an hour and a half long episode on Rick and Morty, but we're not going to do that. Well, and, I, if it's requested. 
And Vince, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know you're not a huge Star Wars guy. I do think you would really enjoy Andor. It's it is way different than actual Star Wars. Here's the thing. Era. I don't have a problem with any of the properties that all of you Star Wars heads do. I yeah. thought the last trilogy was enjoyable. I had a great oh, time. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sure I'd a, love Andor. You've got a lot to learn. I have nothing to learn, and I won't learn anything. Well, we're going to learn a lot over the course of season three, just as we have over the first two seasons. And may we still stay true to our roots, even though we have unfortunately become beer snobs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's still a lot that we that we have to learn. But. Guys, there's only one thing that can bring us back from our snobbery, and it is Shitty Beer Month. It will be happening in season three. We're, we're going to do that, and just so you know, we... <laughs> We're still the same idiots that started this show two years ago. So That's true. But if this is your first episode, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review us. I mean that sincerely on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll read them. We'll read those reviews and give us a follow on Instagram. And Why not? And Twitter, as long as Twitter is still around. Well, should we try and get a blue check mark? Yeah, do you have $20 a month to spare? $20? I thought it was 8 Did he up it? Yeah, he upped it. It'll but come down. We can we'll, get, wait, we'll wait it out. We'll wait we can get out. verified. But, but until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. I'm Pickle Rick! <laughs> <laughs>